Um, I think it's really good to see that there are small innovative changes that can come in that, that can make a big difference. I suppose the challenge I'm going to put to my two uh, people coming up to have a talk about our, our continuous statistical investigation uh, work that's being done is exactly linking the point Paul made and the, and the point Mark made around claims, claims experience and, and is it real. And it's interesting enough, I got an email yesterday from one of my team members asking a question around a client who's now looking at external data sources for, for claims validation and finding a lot of their lapses that they thought they had were actually death claims. And so the question has to be said within the data that the insurance industry has got, is our QX right? So I'll leave that as a question that probably is a bit unfair to <laughs> ask right now. But I'll hand over to, to Lisa and Etienne. Um, both of them have been members of the, the CSI committee for a long time. Um, outside the CSI committee, Lisa's chief pricing actor at RGA, um, and uh, Etienne uh, heads up the life and product development team at, at Munichry uh, based in Cape Town. So thanks very much, guys, for, for giving us a view of uh, what, what work we're up to at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I just really took the opportunity to kind of have a bit of a face-to-face -face update of, of where we were at at CSI committee. It, as you know, it's pretty slow going. So um, just really sort of thought we'd share with you where, where we're at. Uh, so I'll just give you a very quick update. Um, and Etienne will then, at the end, uh, just, just give you some draft results of the updated Assured Lives um, new generation mortality, which we've now finally updated with a few more years. Um, as we rechecked that report a few years ago, well, a year or so ago. So, so we just want to show you some of those quick draft results. I'll also just, before Etienne takes over, just, just touch on some of the involvement where I'm involved in the IEA Mortality Working Group, just for, for sort of interest's sake. Um, yeah, so I guess um, it, it, it is slow going. Um, what has, we found, has been kind of going well or a lot better than, than a few years ago is a, is, a, is a few years ago we sort of touched base with the key stakeholders of the large companies. Um, and there is definitely an ongoing commitment from contributing companies to continue to provide the data, look at it at an industry level, which I think is really positive. I think if we as an actual society of South Africa can't really, you know, collate that. There is a lot of, um, I would say, almost concern around why should, you know, some of the larger companies, why should we share our data? We've, we've got enough to look at it on our own. But, but I think there's compelling... Um, uh, yeah, will to, to sort of look at things on an industry level, look at long-term trends particularly. I think that's where, where we need to sort of keep, keep going for quite a long time before we really have the answers that we want. Um, so, so we have actually, we, we struggle to get data out of the companies and now there is quite a good process going where we are actually getting that on an annual basis. Um, so apart from the hiccup that we've had sort of recently about needing to, to have a resubmission from one of the companies for the last few years' data, um, we yeah, we, that process is working. What, what is still a challenge is the confidential aspect. So it's a, it's a volunteer group. You know, in the past we would sort of divvy up the work, share the data amongst ourselves, get it going. I mean, that can't really continue with other companies' data sitting on different servers and all over the place. So we really are trying to be quite diligent about that, and that does slow down the process. Um, so, so that is unfortunately where we add volunteer time. Um, but I, just saying that, I am sort of this year particularly sitting back and chatting a lot to sort of Asa and Neil Furry around how we actually structure going forward because I don't think we can kind of continue at the pace that we are and, you know, there's are a lot of discussions going on around particularly research, at, you know, for, for actual Society of South Africa. We, we're not necessarily fantastic at that and should we be doing something partnered with the universities or commercializing it more and making, you know, specific companies in charge of it. So I'm having some of those discussions at the same time just to really try and, and review, sort of relook at how we do it. So, so saying that, that's kind of going on in the background. 
So the studies that I've often sort of said where, where we're at, um, the pensioner study we put out, I think it was last year we sort of presented some of the results on that, um, which also took a while. Um, it was the first study, and, and the more and more we have those discussions, it, I, I'm, I don't know how likely it will be to be able to put another study out, which is a pity on the pensioner, pensioner study. That was a lot of defined benefit data being brought together um, and, and one of the consulting companies contributing data and I think there is concern that that will be quite difficult to, to, to repeat but there is ongoing discussions with the Retirement Matters Committee around, around that so I will keep sort of pushing for that but we'll see where we get to. The Newton study, um, that should progress quite nicely this year so we're busy with the data cleaning and data queries and I'm hoping that that analysis will, will kick start soon. The mortality study, as I mentioned, we're going to show you just some very, very quick draft results. Um, they are still being reviewed by the committee, so, so, um, and we're going to do the graduation work in the next two months, so that will hopefully progress nicely this year. And then the lump sum disability and, this, and the critical illness are, are the ones where, where we need to sort of kickstart that process um, of, of we've got the data, make sure it happens. There's a lot of discussion around actually how valuable is critical illness analysis, and it's not an easy one to answer because we can't answer them on the committee level. You know, is it going to be valuable? Um, companies, I think, do, do, want, do want to value sort of just looking at long-term trends, but if everyone's got different definitions, how valuable is that to, to put out there? So, so that is the discussions going on in the background. And then I thought I'd just quickly share with you, I, I sit on the I, I don't know if many of you know the IA um, organization. We've got quite a lot of, um, it's the International Association of Actuaries, um, they've got quite a lot of South Africans who participate in the various committees um, around it, but it's an international organization. The Mortality Working Group is a, um, it's a working group that sits under the one of the scientific, well, the scientific committee, um, and it's, it's basically one of the largest um, committees, or working groups, if you like, um, and, and the most represented by most countries. So, so we've basically got, if you like, a mortality expert sitting on from, from 26 different countries. Um, so I've actually found it really interesting just to build that network and engage with, um, with various people. You know, we've got people who are heading up the research, Dale Hall heads up the research at, um, at, you know, as part of the Society of Actors in America. So just that network of who to sort of connect up to is really interesting. And, and really what, what they are there for is to um, share research between experts sort of around the globe, particularly around, around mortality. Um, so some of the work that, that gets done on that committee, it's also pretty slow going, I must admit, <laughs> but um, some, of the, um, some of the work that gets done is we try to sort of put together country reports. So I'll, for example, update the South African country report with the latest sort of population and information stats that we've got available, and that's all available on the website. So if you actually go onto the website, I think I'll put a link there, um, there are different country reports for, 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 for many and most of the countries around the world, and we're trying to build that up. There's an information data, uh, base where where um, we have a few people in charge of, of regularly updating the latest research and seminars that are going on. So it's actually quite a valuable place to go to sort of, if you're looking for something um, globally, um, for on, on sort of global mortality. Um, there are a few projects that I'll touch on now that, that they sort of highlighted as, as interesting things to work on at a global level. Um, we regularly arrange a, a seminar um, in conjunction with the IAA meetings. So twice a year there's, there's usually a seminar. This year, now they'll be in Berlin, other meetings in a few weeks' time, and it's connected to the ICA. So we won't do a seminar then, but 
but there are seminars where, where a lot of the sort of mortalities and we invite guest speakers. So it's just really being able to tap into what is going on um, research-wise around that. So I'm quite happy, because I, obviously I represent Actuarial Society of South Africa on this committee, and I'm always quite happy to feed a lot of that information back. And so um, grab me in the break, if you like, and just tell me how, if, if you're interested in getting a feedback. I do, I think I send out some emails and try and send out the presentations that I'm exposed to for wider dissemination, but I'm also always happy to, you know, if there's an interesting topic or whatever, to, to do a seminar or come and present to your company if you find it useful. So, so feel free to grab me if you if you are interested. Um, this just gives you a share of, of um, we we just one of the sessions now in Berlin. Um, quite a few of our committee members are um, are doing. Um, uh, presenting at RCA. So we're just giving a bit of a brief, you know, and these are some of the topics from the mortality working group people that, you know, are on some of the projects that we are working on as a mortality group. So climate change, for example, is one that's a populations issue group. Um, E-cigarettes is one that I've been involved in. Um, older age mortality, they're sort of collating around the globe what's happening in, in sort of the really old ages. Um, one of the consultants, Alan Klein, is doing underwriting around the world. Uh, I mean, the most interesting one I think I've found is um, the actual perspective on inequality. That's a population issues working group paper, but it, it's, they're trying to show how socioeconomic class um, has impacted things quite significantly on a mortality, and it, and it feels <laughs> like strange for us to, you know, we, we're ahead of the game there in terms of realizing that, given we've got this massive socioeconomic class difference. So it's quite interesting to sort of see how the, the rest of the world is sort of grappling with that at the moment. Um, and then in, uh, the one that uh, many of you might have already heard is the international look at sort of recent trends. Um, many of you may be aware that mortality improvement is, is decreasing. The, the level of mortality improvement has been decreasing since about 2010 in most of the sort of first world countries. So we just continually every six months kind of try and pull together the latest on that. So, so a lot of useful stuff if anyone is interested. But I will hand over to Etienne now for the mortality update. Thanks. Good morning, everyone. Um, thanks for the opportunity. And as you just said, these things are slow going, but we've got some draft results that we want to share with you. So this is no, by no means final. It's still going through all the thorough checking processes, but hopefully um, later in the year we'll publish the updated report as well as the graduation work. I'll quickly go through the previous report, or I won't go through it, but why it was retracted, um, just the scope of the investigation, uh, um, and then some draft results, as I said. So the previous report spanned 2003 to 2010. Um, so it was published, the report, um, but subsequently retracted. There were, there were a few errors. Um, after we um, presented some of the results to the contributing companies, it became clear that there were some errors in how some of the data was interpreted by some companies. And that was only picked up at that point. Um, we estimated the error to be in excess of 5%. And because of that, it was decided the wise thing to do would be to retract the, retract the, re, the report and redo the work. Um, so the new, the update investigation, we added a couple of years. So it's not the exact same thing again. Um, so it's pure risk products we're looking at. So no surrender values, um, you know, the, yeah, and full underwriting. And again, thanks to the contributing companies, um, we really appreciate it. So just having a quick look at the data. So that is just kind of the exposure um, by year and duration. You'll see it concentrated towards um, kind of beyond 2010 onwards. 
Um, and then in terms of the deaths that um, we observed, a similar type of pattern concentrated in the ultimate duration. I'm going through these slides quite quickly. We've got 15 minutes and um, yeah. So we did compare, did some initial comparisons against SA8590. Um, so this is the male comparison. So um, we also did high level checks against the previous report just to see that we still see similar results, acknowledging the, the fact that there were errors in that report. So again, similar to what we see in the previous report, similar shape to the SA8590 for males. And then looking at females, we take about 45% of the SA8590 um, table, um, and again, similar shapes. Um, then just looking at rating factors, um, as you'd expect, most of the deaths being male, but females, in terms of exposure, they're definitely catching up, and I have a slide on that later as well. Um, in terms of gender relativities, so it's still better to be female. Um, so mortality rate. In this rate, particular aspect of your life. In this particular aspect, yes. Um, so um, so uh, mortality is still about half of male mortality, so nothing too surprising there. And the gap um, closing down as, as it ages. Looking at smoker status, again, these results are not standardized. So there are some socioeconomic class impacts there and, and that sort of thing. But again, smokers, it's good to be a non-smoker. Um, and for males, roughly about double the mortality rate for smokers than non-smokers, um, and increasing with age. Um, females, interestingly, much smaller differential, and it's similar to what we've seen in previous reports, but again, increasing with age. Um, then looking at socioeconomic class, and Lisa just said, you know, globally there's something to look at, and it's always interesting um, when we are the leaders in these sort of things. Um, the best socioeconomic class, so I have to qualify here, when we, the data we get, we do group different companies' best classes together. So it's not exact, but it's, it's, it's an estimate. Um, the best class, this is for, for males, relative mortality. So definitely, socioeconomic class definitely has an impact um, on mortality experience. And the same um, for females. There's a lot more volatility given the numbers, but again, um, there are significant differentials by socioeconomic class. I think the, one of the interesting things is looking at duration or the select effects or the impact of, of underwriting on, on mortality experience. So for males, definitely um, for young ages, given that accidental death is such a big component, not as big an impact, but as, it age, um, as we get older, um, there's definitely a bigger impact in terms of underwriting on mortality experience. And females, interestingly, um, even bigger impact and a case can definitely be made that um, by year four it's perhaps not ultimate yet that the select effect um, wears off um, slower than for males. Then this is a very busy graph and a lot of numbers, um, but um, just looking at smoker status, but also this gives an indication of how the gender mix has changed over time. So um, starting off in 2003, um, adding the males there together gives you about 60% to just about 40% um, um, females. Um, so you'll see how that's changed over time. In 2013, that was 55% to 45%. So a definite um, increase in the female representation there. And also a, a definite and a massive drop in the number of smokers relative to the overall portfolio. I think this is, in coming to mortality trends over time, this picture um, complicates our lives. So um, that is the socioeconomic class breakdown if we look at the overall data over time. So you'll see the red one at the bottom is the 
what we would call the best class lives. It's increasing over time, which points to a bit of class creep. So over time, more and more people are getting into the best classes of our rating groups. It doesn't mean that they're actually all best class lives. It's quite often that um, rating tables are not updated regularly, that sort of thing, and more people just fall into those, into those classes, which does mean that when we look at mortality trends over time, things are blurred because we, we look at the best class, for instance, but it's not the same type of lives year in, year out that's represented in there. And then just generally the trends on mortality. So as I said, um, at the moment we're doing, we'll be doing a lot more work on any comment in the report. We can't see anything conclusive from, purely from the data, but it is being distorted by these class, um, the class creep and those sort of effects. But we'll, we'll definitely dig into a bit more detail. As Lisa said, it's one of the big advantages of collecting industry data is looking at trends over time. So we'll definitely um, do a lot more um, digging into that and see what we can come up with. And then finally, just the next steps, um, basically writing a report. So the previous report has been retracted. We obviously want to get a proper new report out there as soon as possible. And then the graduation of data. So as Lisa said, um, it's volunteer time. You know, getting the right resources to, to do these things can be challenging. We, we have plans in place. Um, we're hoping over the next two months we can, um, we can really kickstart the graduation work and we'll obviously liaise with some um, mortality experts at some universities as well to review some of the work. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks, and thanks very much for all the guys who do do the volunteer work. I think the, the profession is very much built on a volunteer basis, and so there's a lot of work being done. Um, there's a time for one or two questions. I saw Paul wanting one immediately. Thanks. Uh, just observation on your smoker, non-smoker, uh, males versus female. Yeah, at the younger ages, um, obviously people aren't dying of lung cancer and, uh, and heart attacks yet, so uh, I'm assuming that the higher male mortality is accidental death, that smokers... As a reflection of a lifestyle, probably drink more, uh, smoke more, and have more accidents, whereas women are much more sensible about their, their lifestyles and don't have some... You know, are you doing any investigation on what I call lifestyle mortality factors? Um, as part of the committee, no. Uh, but, um, yeah, so as part of this work, we're not doing it. We, we can only analyse, obviously, what is in the data. Um, we do have... Um, cause of death data in, in there as well. There's obviously a lot of unknowns and those sort of things, but so we'll definitely look into that. But it um, intuitively does point to kind of riskier lifestyles in general, so high accidental death as well for smokers. Yeah. I think that's our biggest challenge is the, the data that is collected at, a, yeah, at an industry level and to the extent that we can, that companies will start will have probably been recording cause of claim and, and that a lot better in the sort of more recent years. If we can sort of tap into that, we can do things more at an industry level. But yeah, I mean, just from our own knowledge, mm. um, you know, male mortality is driven by the cardio, or accidental at the younger ages and cardio is the predominant causes and females is cancer. Any other questions? Well, thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Etienne, for your, sure. for your work, and thanks for your presentation. Um, so, the, the, the last section, session seven.